Welcome to the Tell Your Story podcast. Your story has the power to bring healing, inspiration, and joy. So what are you waiting for? Tell your story. To the podcast, everyone, I'm sitting here with Titus and Patty, and I want you guys to tell me how to say your last name the right way. (laughs) That's a good place to start. Yes. How do you say it, Titus? So you say Casomo. It's just Casomo. 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 Nice. But when I go to the doctor, they say Casomo. I get everything, but it's Casomo. (laughs) Casomo. Got it. Got it. Well, tell us about you guys. (laughs) You want to start, Baba? Well, we are Titus and Patty Casomo, and we have a little boy named Noah Casomo, and he's in bed right now. It is now 920 in Tanzania, Africa, and uh, so hallelujah, he's in bed. And uh, (laughs) we we have been married for 11 years uh, at the beginning of this month, and we are just uh, in love with Jesus and love following him and serving him on the mission field. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, um, I, I am, I'll let Titus speak for himself, but I was born in Louisiana in Ruston, uh, Louisiana at Lincoln general hospital. Hallelujah. And went to <laughs> Raymond Bible college in, and, uh, and then I started serving as children, a children's pastor for 13 years before I moved to Africa as a, as a single lady in seven and, met Titus when we were both working for Dr. Egan Fox ministry. And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then we were married in 2000. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. 2000. Two, yeah. 2011. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, uh, and then we stayed and served in our church um, there in at pastor Sam's in uh, Streetport, Louisiana until we moved back to Africa in 2016. And so um, I'm Patty. I'm just uh, been knowing Jesus since I was a little girl. And I'm going to let Titus take over from yeah. there. <laughs> so um, my name is, again, my name is uh, Titus Frederick Pasomo. I was born in, uh, I'm a Tanzanian. Uh, I was born in a region called uh, Songea region. My parents, my dad was in the uh, military and God called him. So I'm a PK. Pastor's kid. Pastor's kid. Yeah. Um, I'm Tanzanian. Um, yeah, like Pat said that we met 2007 and uh, God connected us. Mm. And now we are here. Uh, Serving God together, we love it, and God has blessed blessed us amazingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even though this, you know, even though Titus came to America for five and a half years and loved the opportunities and the comforts of America that are a little different than here, we both had a love for Tanzania, and to be back in Tanzania from the time we got married, we knew one day we would be back here. And um, and so we were thrilled when the day came uh, that he brought us back here. We knew it was for a purpose. So mm-hmm. we are home. We are home. Wow. 
So it's not like you're missionaries, like you're there to stay, right? Absolutely. When, when we come to America, we feel like missionaries, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were just in America for two and a half months, and we we have so many friends and family at our church, and, and of course, I miss my natural family there. Uh, and we're actually, Titus is a little bit of a missionary even in Tanzania because his family is 11 hours away. So we don't see them very often as well. Um, and, but we, um, but this is where God's called us. And when you're where God calls you, you're home, wherever, no matter where it is on the planet. And we love, love uh, being where we are. So. Awesome. So tell us what dream now is and how did it start? Well, um, he's pointing at me because we kind of planned the question. Did you? Like, okay. You yeah, yeah. He was like, okay, I'll answer that one. Uh, Dream Now Tanzania, you know, a, a few years ago, we felt like God was calling us out to start something new in Tanzania. And uh, we were in the comforts of being in another organization and loved it. But we felt like God was calling us to step out. And, um, and start a new organization. And when you do that, it's a lot of work. You get lawyers, you have to lots of permissions. But the first thing we had to do was come up with the name Dream Now Tanzania. We had an outreach for kids on Saturday called Dream Center. And I always loved the word dream. Uh, mm -hmm. In Swahili, it's Ndoto. Ndoto is dream. But you know, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. And that's without a dream, without a hope for change in your future, you perish. So we knew that the greatest thing children and adults and teenagers need is they need hope. They need a dream. And so we wanted to name it Dream, Dream Now Tanzania. Um, we wanted to name it Dream Now Africa because we didn't want to mm -hmm. limit God, send us all over Africa, but that was already taken actually. Um, oh, wow. And uh, so we, we named it Dream Now Tanzania Ministry. And um, uh, and so it, it that's what uh, we were approved for the organization a year and a half ago. But we are waiting for approval to expand uh, uh, and and to be able to go throughout Tanzania. What we're doing right now, which is uh, we have um, Metro World Child, which we're mm -hmm. connected with uh, uh, Pastor, Pastor Bill, Bill Wilson, Wilson in New York City. Uh -huh. uh, we public schools mm -hmm. and we. Um, uh, preach the gospel. We're in five schools now. We get well. We're working on permission even this week, where we can expand. Uh, we we're adding new staff. Uh, we have three staff. We just added a fourth one yesterday. And our goal is to be every day, uh, Monday through Friday, in schools all day, mm -hmm. preaching. Uh, and uh, you can do that in Tanzania. You can't do that in America or in a lot yeah. of nations. <laughs> here and so we can go in and preach the gospel so our goal is to do that to also have dream center which is a kids outreach where they can come to church have a blast and uh, receive jesus and get prayed uh be blessed and and then uh we have a football club which titus just got home from a game a few minutes mm -hmm. ago um and uh and then we do a lot of humanitarian projects where uh just like jesus fed the five thousand, mm -hmm. he didn't just preach the word, but he also helped mm. them. We do a lot of that where we help needs. Uh, and then we also, our fifth uh, goal is to help churches, to train up their workers, to be a blessing to pastors 
And uh, so kind of a five-fold um, uh, goal set in Dream Now Tanzania. And we're just getting started, but we're excited about what God is doing. And he is already uh, expanding and, and exploding us this year. Wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Makes me want to go. <laughs> How have the people there responded to you, to this organization, to you all going out and being in the schools, like how, how have the Tanzanians responded? Um, I think uh, they are accept, accepting it. You know, mm -hmm. it's when you start new ministry, it's, uh, um, although it's, it sounds Christi you know, Christian and you believe the same as other, you know, already, that earlier, but always when we start, it's, uh, it's a, a new idea and, mm -hmm. and people have to, you know, kind of question you and try to watch you. What, uh, what is it? What yeah. is different? What is new? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what you believe and what, what, what's your goal? What's your, what is your vision? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, since we started, we, we have experienced a lot of uh, great things happen, uh, and uh, we have favor with uh, school schools, uh, principals. Uh, we we are we have it. We, we do have a very amazing feedback feedbacks from them. Yes, and uh, they are very uh, excited about this organization and what we do. And they have seen uh, the reality of what we do and, and the changes that takes place. So <clears throat> really, we, we have a great uh, connection with these principles and, uh, and the society as well. Um, fathers and mama, mamas and mothers in the, on the streets in our society, in the village we live in, they are speaking uh, highly about the ministry and how children, they are very uh, responding to that. And also uh, very, uh, like there's a great change is taking place to their personal lives. And so brings, uh, uh, brings um, change in their, in their homes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, so we were getting very amazing uh, feedbacks from the uh, parents in, this, in the village here, which yeah. is in Kwaidi village. Um, it's great responding. Um, we, we, we did have a little question, questions, you know, we, we were questioned a little bit with other denomination, as you know, uh, when yeah. you start means it's always, uh, the, the most people will challenge you is, is mm. the, you know, church people, <laughs> the church yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the question is that, uh, uh, how is it possible you can teach in the schools, uh, combine mm -hmm. all, all, you know, all beliefs, all children who believe different and all that, uh, and also how we, we deliver the message to them. And, uh, but kindly we responded, uh, thank God for his wisdom and understanding. And, uh, and this spirit uh, directed us how to uh, respond to them and answer them. They knew our hearts, and uh, mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we don't force any any child in school. 
Uh, we don't we don't uh, put down other people, other religion. Yeah, religion. Yeah. We 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 bring the gospel. Yeah, and mm -hmm. the way we bring it is very excited. You know, we we do it in a very uh, unique way. Really, uh, as if you, you know, uh, Metro World Child, they have mm -hmm. great, amazing uh, program, and this is uh, is is totally. Uh, completely different from what other people uh, have been done before here in, in, in especially in our village. Yeah, village, in children's ministry. In children's yeah. ministry. Yeah. So the response, the response from the children is very high. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, before before we hit the ground, uh, school ground, they're already excited and chanting. And uh, <laughs> amazing, just because we just came back in, from America, uh, we, we, yeah. yeah, we we were driving in one school, Nyerere Primary School, and all the children were, you know, in 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 the field were you know, shouting and then yeah, metro, yeah, yeah, metro. So there was uh, this new, uh, this new teacher. He asked the the principal, who who is this guy? Who are these people? <laughs> the head teacher said that principal said that he, uh, uh, regional commissioner. He just drove in, so he was kind of. She was kind of joking to this new teacher, <laughs> the way, the way these children were so excited, and uh, and 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 respond respond to to the uh, this session, this program, and this organization, and that uh, also because we have seen, we have shown. Well, I don't want to go ahead of uh, maybe the question goes, but yeah. the, the response is very great, and we yeah. are so thankful. Yeah. And uh, I think I believe because we we have put our hearts in there and mm. do what we really believe is going to bring change. And and you know and we even with like our Christmas project we've done for the last six years and this past Christmas we gave out five thousand Christmas bags to yeah. children. And you know uh, that speaks when you yeah. when you and we that's what we we prayed is that those bags would preach Jesus and Jesus preached love, you know, and, and, uh, the, and that mate was a big witness in, in the school, you know, why are you doing this? And you're giving it to the Muslims and you're giving it to people yeah. that don't believe like you. And, and, right. and you know, uh, because we wanted, that's what Jesus would do, you know? And so, um, so they are amazed that we do that, but that it's just, and, and, and all of our friends and supporters help us do that. But it, it also opens doors. Love opens doors, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, yeah, the people really, really do uh, have have received us and loved us. So we're thankful. Yeah. And then before we started the ministry, we, God spoke to us about uh, having favor, mm. favor the uh, great people in the government. And so he opened doors that no man can shut. Yeah, and uh, I think we are walking in that favor. We are walking yes. through the God prophets on yeah. our lives, and mm. we really believe that, and it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So this really was, as far as what what made you want to do this, this really was like something that God showed you and put on your hearts to do for the for the children, specifically well, children, know. not necessarily the parents, adults. Well, well, I will say that, you know, I started doing kids ministry when I was 12 years old and, 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 and God had me there because he knew I would be here one day. And, mm -hmm. and there was always that, 
oh, well, you can, you're gifted. You can minister to adults. Same with Titus. You can minister to older people. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, a lot of times people think, well, if you're not so great at ministering, they'll put you back with the children, oh, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, so, you know, when I, when I got the vision to minister to kids, man, I, I, it exploded in me that, that, you know, if I can reach a child, I've just reached their entire life, their entire mm -hmm. future. And, uh, and I was reached when I was a child, Titus was reached when he was a child. Uh, and we came to know Jesus when we were young. So I was a children's minister for 20 years. Uh, and so, you know, when, and then when we came together, um, uh, and, and started dream center here. And then, you know, we just knew that we wanted to reach the whole family, but we would, our, our first street was going to be going through children and teenagers. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's where God has us right now. And we believe that because of that, I mean, even through dream center, the outreach we were doing on Saturdays with thousands of kids, you know, before COVID hit and we had to stop, um, for a time, we believe it's going to start back up. Parents were being saved because of the mm -hmm. children that were coming to Dream Center. And so um, we just have a heart. I have a heart for children. Titus has a heart for children. And uh, but the whole family as well. Yeah. I would just add a quick testimony about that. Uh, uh, what made us to do. Uh, uh, to do this means as well. We believe that God, God loved the uh, generations. And it works generations. Uh, if you just focus focus on one generation, you you are uh, probably diminish, diminishing the uh, what can God can do after you pass mm -hmm. on because we all we all uh, generations passes, and so but also reaching uh, reaching childrens we we have experience we have seen that through children's, we are reaching also the, uh, the, the adults, the family. Yeah. We have, we have um, I think two families to this time, this time a church who were reached through their, their children. Yeah. And so uh, the main focus, the goal, the vision is to reach children's young people, as you can see, uh, if, if uh, adults got, you know, gets lucky, is, uh, they're included <laughs> yeah, they're in the included too. No, <laughs> we believe that children take Jesus home to their families yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so. <laughs> but I love that. I love what you said, Titus. That God is a God of generations. How He would describe Himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and yeah. Jacob. He right. He cares about all throughout, and He wants godly generations. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, so tell us more about the children out there in, in Tanzania. Like, what are the kids like? Obviously, they're very excited. <laughs> Is it different from what you see in America? Like, what are what are they needing out there? Yeah. Um, I think the children in states, they need to be saved. No, no, no. <laughs> shut up. He's teasing. Oh. means you. No. <laughs> um, children they are just children wherever you go mm -hmm. uh, but I, I believe that the the only thing uh separate them or appreciate them is the environment yeah uh, you know mm -hmm. when you come in Africa the environment is is uh, totally uh, different yeah. and the way children here live is different 
um, although it's uh, the amazing thing is that uh, the children here they look more they uh, I think they have been in that you know uh, that environment for since they are born so it feels like they don't need much to be happy mm. smile True. yeah to laugh they just yeah. need a small turn thing and they will mm. to change their lives yeah you know and they uh, can make a toy mm -hmm. out of anything yeah. you know they mm -hmm. you know they make a toy out of an old bike wheel or you know or, or a, a juice box they will make a car out of a juice box or you know they don't have very much but but it takes very little you know i noticed with noah he has he was blessed so much by people in america and and it's it's like you know it's hard for him to focus on one thing because mm -hmm. there's so much manipulation and and so much excitement and all these things the children here are are happy uh, they don't have a lot of technology. They um, they are thrilled to receive a book. Mm -hmm. They are thrilled mm -hmm. to have a uniform. One one uh, pencil. Candy. Yeah, one pencil. Uh, but uh, but you know th their prayers are different than American kids' prayers. You know, mm -hmm. I was praying when I was a child for my parents to not be divorced, uh, and they have mm -hmm. those same. But, but the children here, their biggest prayer requests are usually that they will pass their tests at school because if they don't, they could lose their sponsorship because education's not free here. And another mm -hmm. prayer is that they don't get sick or family, family members don't get sick because they, they die easily. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't have access to medical care as easily. So yeah. they, they don't want to get malaria. They'll die. They don't want to, you know, the fear of death, is very high and the fear of not having education so yeah mm. that's the big thing, I think, yeah and um <clears throat> uh, i think big percentage of broken heart families yeah where you see most of them they, they live with uh single parents yeah or mm. grandmother or grandmother so that that is real uh, struggle yeah. it's real struggle mm. and that's how we come in and and uh and uh be there to preach the gospel. Be the father, be yeah. the love of father. Yeah. 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 So what is your hope for them in in getting these kids saved? Like what's the next step? You know? Well, you know, we can't in, in the public schools, we can't um uh, convert them. So mm -hmm. what we do, we can feed them the word, we can teach them how we can, you know, and I believe the word of God draws them to Jesus, but but and that's really why we love the Ministry of Dream Center, where we can do that um, when we're not in a government uh, location. But our hope is that they would come to know Jesus just like we did. Um, yeah. Our hope for them is that they would dream big, not dream to be Western, not dream mm -hmm. to, you know, to have things, but dream to do what God called them to do, that they have a purpose, that their life for a reason, whether they're hungry or not, whether they have, you know, there's just so many children that can't, don't have education and, and, and they just feel worthless. Um, and, and, and I'll say this, you know, it's, it's very difficult when you're in poverty to feel, uh, to feel, to have a heart for people that are in poverty also, you know, they can walk by people that are begging and many times they're not even moved by it because you're so worried about feeding your children, you know? Mm -hmm. And so our dream is that they will come to know God and, and he will break those chains that have bound them just like he's done in our own lives. Yeah. What's your hope? Yes. 
and that's the hope. You know, um, clothes, shoes, pencil, uh, food, those things can be, you know, uh, lost or they will be gone. But one thing we will uh, focusing on is planting that seed of the gospel. Mm. It says to bring the hope of Jesus in their lives mm. uh, for them to see them, themselves as Jesus sees them and, and not what uh, the world sees them or the environment sees them, but to, to, for themselves uh, to see how Jesus sees them. And that is our focus to them, uh, to expose them. You know, I believe in, I believe in uh, the doctrine we're teaching them we are exposing them to, to the truth of who they are. I believe that we are, uh, inspire them to live, uh, to, 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 uh, to dream big yes. and to see great mm -hmm. things, see themselves uh, in Jesus Christ. I believe that we, we impact uh, mm -hmm. them to move from their, uh, that, uh, that realm of uh, this is our family. This is yeah. how our family is. Yeah. And break that chain for them to know, oh, wait, wait a minute. I can become, you know, I can become, uh, can become pastor, I can become uh, who Jesus wants me to become. I can become somebody who uh, can be a very beneficial to my family and my society and, and my, my nation. Yeah. And that's, that mm -hmm. is... Uh, our focus is to plant that seed in them. You know, uh, we also believe in two principles, that is a spiritual and the physical. So our hope is that after we plant the seed of God in them, as uh, Paris said, said that uh, we, if we have the material things to impart them, to uh, develop them, to help mm -hmm. them with the future, if it's educational, uh, education or uh, skills or food, Food or uh, is, is that's our hearts is to imp, to bring both uh, impact in both sides if yeah. it's uh, spiritual and, and physical and, yeah. and 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 this also made us uh, give us more favor to these schools because we have supported uh, a lot of children in the schools we mm. we are now helping this young uh, girl to go back to school. Uh, we we put the hope of Jesus in in her, but now she's continued to go to school, and mm -hmm. that's that uh, that is a, uh, to us that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, to see yeah. that uh, spiritual and physical change takes place. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's important to care about the whole person. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yes. that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You talked about hiring uh, another staff member. What is your hope? Like, do you have a vision for volunteers for other people getting involved to be able to help you guys? Yeah, and we have three full-time staff now, and we hired another one yesterday. And within the next few weeks, we're going to hire two more full-time. So we'll have six because our goal is to break into teams of three uh, going into schools, and they will literally go into five to six schools a day, 45 minutes in each school, then they'll go to another one all day long. Um, we our, our kind of model right now is Metro Kenya, which is only four hours from us, Kenya is, and then mm -hmm. uh, they have Metro Kenya, and they're reaching 
over 150,000 children a week in public wow. schools. And they have a over 150 schools right now. We have five. And so we told them we're going to pass you guys with you know, godly competition. And, but, um, so we have to hire staff and, uh, we have to, um, train them up. They're getting driver's license so they can drive. So, you know, we can literally, uh, you know, we, we have an open door to go into government schools. And yeah. so our goals are to hire staff. And then we, you know, we're believing for volunteers to come from other nations to come and to partner up with us and, and, uh, to work in the ministry here. We do Dream Center. Uh, we partnered with our church and and we had, and through a Bible college uh, that we were also friends with, we had probably 40 to 60 workers that worked with us every Saturday, volunteers. And then COVID, we had to stop. But, but God uh, already had it planned. We had already started in one government school three months before COVID hit. And mm. then when COVID hit, we we couldn't have mass gatherings, but we could go into schools. And so wow. God already had it had um, had it ready for us. So wow. yes, we we believe in for volunteers, but we also believe that we want to hire many Tanzanians and their mm. minister minister to children, and uh, and it's a blessing to their family. It's a you know they just need jobs here. They need yeah. a way to care for their own families. And, uh, and so we're believing we're going to hire many, many, many Tanzanians uh, to mm. preach the gospel. Yeah. That's awesome. You're empowering the people yes. as well. To, yeah. Yes. To, to take it. Yeah. Amen. So does your family makeup help or hinder your work? For those who don't know, Patty is a gorgeous white what? woman. <laughs> Yes, I yes, white. You're right. Here, here they say Mzungu. I am Mzungu. Yes, Mzungu. 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 That's what you say. Mzungu. I hear it, you know, pretty much 10,000 times a day. Mzungu. Mzungu. And that means a white person. Actually, it means a European person, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a white person. Yeah. I am white, and Titus is a beautiful uh, Tanzanian man. Uh, does our family makeup hinder or help? You know, that, that's a great question because, um, uh, and you know, we have a precious little baby boy and he's light skinned. So mm -hmm. um, and we're different. Titus and I are different in ages too, but uh, help or hinder. I think that God put us together mm -hmm. for a purpose. I think, you know, I think with marriage, you do have a choice of who you marry, but you know, I couldn't do what I'm doing now without Titus. And I believe Titus couldn't do what he, he's doing now without me. Yeah, but, I believe so. <laughs> but, you know, I will say this. It, it's difficult, um, probably more for Titus here. You know, I don't know. Um, uh, because, you know, here there's not very many, uh, as many white people. A lot of the Africans don't see as many white people. Um, mm -hmm. And. So we are an anomaly, I guess you could say a bit, but there's not a lot of mixed couples here. Mm. Um, I, I think it can open doors a little bit because people see see us and they want to hear what we have to say. But, you know, I, I, I think um, God did it. So I think it helps us. I, yeah, you know, he does. Um, um, so the the. The, the, I would say the big issue 
uh, also is that uh, it's when I know that people, uh, some some people answers because uh, of I'm married to my you know to white white person, <laughs> and they think that you know um, we have a lot of money and they yeah. they want to take advantage of us right and uh, and also. It's uh, like sometimes the schools they give us a big long list of needs. Yeah. Uh, they they think we can, uh, you know, reach their goals that way. So I have to step in and, and explain. You know, we we trust God and God's providing for us. And right. We have a money tree in our house. It's, you know, <laughs> we believe God and God is providing for uh, our lives and what we do. So uh, that can be difficult to face it, but uh, for us, we don't have any, uh, we, I mean, I don't see any difference. I, mm. We've been married for 11 years. 11 years. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see any struggles that we don't have. We don't see each other's like uh, other people see. So mm. I think mm. we look at the normal. But uh, <laughs> another thing I think it can be for our staff and uh, other people will continue to come. Uh, that's our prayer is that there will be uh, there will be their mind will be open to see the truth and mm. uh, and just do the the calling that God has called us to. Yeah, do. and I think you know people see us, and I pray that we can be a witness, you know, through our differences and things that you know. That you know that that it maybe it opens doors to where people want to hear what we have to say, because we are a little different, um, and um, and but the, and they watch and they listen and they probably watch us maybe more than we want to them <laughs> to sometimes, but <laughs> but you know we believe there's a purpose for that, um, and uh, you know I, I I just I'm happy I'm married to a sweet Tanzanian man, and I'll say this. You know, I, it, it, you know, I did it before as a single woman, um, but man, now, and I'm not fluent in Swahili, which is the language here, um, mm -hmm. but he's our voice. You know, he's our voice now. I'm, a, I'm the organizer. I'm mm -hmm. the one that prepares the curriculum and pays the staff and does those things. But he's our voice in front of the leaders and in front of, you know, I can't do that. I don't mm -hmm. have favor with him. And he does, and he can speak to them and he knows how they talk and he knows, you know, what's important to them more than me. I don't want to bring, I don't want to change their culture. That that's mm -hmm. precious. And so I, I, it, I, to me, that's, what's precious about our, our marriage and our partnership in ministry is that he, he is the culture of the people that I love. Mm. Yes, I believe uh, our family brings new, um, uh, new look in the thoughts on how God uh, loves His His church. Mm. You know, like the way we live, me and my wife, is a, is a big display on the society. You know, Patty, she's white. She cannot. She can never hide. I can't. Uh, you know, right. <laughs> she is. You see her. That's she's too white to me. So. I know. I stand out in the crowd. <laughs> so, uh, like. Uh, the way we, we talk to each other, the way we lead the ministry, mm -hmm. the way we lead our baby Noah uh, is mm -hmm. tell I can see on other men's faces and the way they, you know, like questions their minds. Can men do this? Can men, you know, uh, be so 
humble to his wife to how oh, can can he can help his wife in this way. Allow me to lead so at times. I believe yeah. we are helping the society to to see the truth about uh, marriage and how uh, they should live their marriage mm -hmm. if Christian or not Christian. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not embarrassed if I have suit on and pick up Noah or uh, I'm not very touchy, but all my wife fans. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, those things, I think uh, our family helps the society to see this yeah. is how, especially with adoption in our, mm. in our society, it, it really changes the mindset of how God sees uh, his people and how God loves his people. We always explain this to us, to, uh, to our staff, and they got it, and they think, man, this is so powerful, more than just, you know, to have your own children, and they don't mm. take care of them, leave them, you abandon them, and so many children, they are struggling. Uh, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's not because they don't have parents or father, but they are, they are, their father was, you know, uh, they did not know the importance of having children and then to, to take care of them. But we take care of Noah like uh, he came from our own bodies and then yeah. we, we don't see any difference in the no, society. No difference. Uh, it seems that like this is an amazing thing that uh, does through our family. Yeah, adoption was a new thought yeah. here. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so we're thrilled uh, to be a, 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 you know, to have been adopted him. So it's a joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, what can North Americans do to help y'all? I think, um, you know, because I'm a North American, <laughs> I yes. will say, uh, first of all, we need prayer. You know, prayer mm -hmm. is more powerful than money because God is our provider anyway. But when people pray for us, because there's so many challenges we go through that nobody knows about, but the Holy Ghost does. And uh, so prayer number one, uh, I would say number two is I would encourage people to, if they can, at least once go to another to another uh, uh, nation. And uh, I can't I would say everybody come to Tanzania, of course, but but you need to go somewhere. Before I came here, I was Guatemala, Belize, Romania, you know, uh, but I would say people just get out of your comfort zone and go somewhere. And it may be in America, in a Navajo, uh, you know, place or, or, or New York City or something, go and, and be willing to uh, reach out and see something that you don't live in every day. And of mm -hmm. course, three, if you can't go, or even if you do go, send people, support people. We, we support people and we're, we know where um, our blessing comes from. And that's because we're obedient and we tie, we give ties and we all mm -hmm. give offerings. And so uh, I would encourage people to, you know, to give. So pray, go and give. Yeah, That's, mm -hmm. that's good. Uh, what is the most difficult thing about what you do? Because you mentioned you guys go through different challenges that we don't know about. Like, what's really difficult for you and how do you overcome? Well, I, I will say me and Titus's um, challenges are different uh, because we, this is home, culturally home for him. It's not for me. Probably mm -hmm. the biggest challenges to me are just like you said, I can't hide. 
You know, I can't be just a normal, you know, every, you know, every time I leave the gate or uh, we live inside of a walled uh, compound with a gate. Most people do here for security. Um, and so, you know, there's always peeking through the gate. Uh, there's always Mzungu uh, when you get into the streets. You can't ever stop being um, a foreigner, obviously, because like in America, you know, colors, everybody's different colors, but you go into a lot of African nations, it, there's not very many um, other colors than African. Actually, here in where we are, there's a lot of Indians, uh, mm. and there are uh, many, many Indians here. I mean, yeah. that generations of Indians, um, but mm. uh, but you can't hide, you, you can't, uh, uh, you're always like like he said, I'm always a Mzungu. And the other challenge that I have is I, I'm not fluent in the language. And that's only my fault. I need to be fluent in the language. And he's going to say amen, but you just, you just hold, back, man, work on it. hold back, brother. I can greet and I can communicate in the market and I can, I can even talk to our team uh, in a lot of ways, but I'm not fluent. I can't listen to a sermon fluently. I have to use a translator um, for a lot of that. Um, if I'm speaking to a crowd, uh, and I want to really preach to them, I have to have a translator. So that's probably the biggest challenge for me. Um, but I, you know, I believe, and I was hanging clothes, you know, we have a washing machine, which is a huge thing for, for, um, living here. You're really rich if you have a washing machine. And so I was, but we hang out our clothes. We don't have a dryer. We can get a dryer, but I hear it takes a lot of electricity and I love hanging out my clothes. I love the way hanging out my clothes. And I was just walking around and, and, uh, and you can just get what, whatever culture you're in, you can just get so used to what, what you are or what your culture is or how you're living. And, and I was just praying, Lord, let me hurt the way they're hurting. Let me not, you know, I think our biggest goal in life is to not be selfish. Lord, mm -hmm. let me see other people's needs. Let me see where they are. And, you know, because honestly, I, I went two and a half years without coming back to America and I missed my culture because I'd been gone so long. And, and, and I told Titus a little break, you know, <laughs> but, but I, but I, man, I was two weeks in America and I was ready to come home to Tanzania. <laughs> uh, and so there are those challenges of being from a different culture, being a yeah. different color, not knowing the language, those things for me. But um, but to me, those are nothing up to the joy of being able to be where God's called you to be. It's no comparison. Yeah. So what what's your biggest challenge, Titus? Um, I think to me, we, we have favor and God big doors. And uh, we believe that great uh, doors will be uh, will be continued to open. Uh, it's is one one of the biggest challenge in what we do is when we go in the schools, um, the they have a lot of needs. They have a lot of needs, and it's it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to not deal with it. Like when we went to. Uh, in the primary school, they had problem with uh, water for many years. Nobody was able to help them. And so when we uh, we stepped in, we saw that need. And uh, but 
thank God that we, we were able to solve that from, uh, from our support, you know, from uh, our friends, pastors who supported the project, we were able to uh, dug the well, and the children now, they have water. They don't, they don't walk miles with the buckets, buckets of their heads now. They just uh, found water. They can school. just come to school, yeah. And so that, that um, it's always going to be a challenge and difficult thing to go to a, a school or in the village and uh, see fit, the needs, yeah. see the needs of these children and, mm -hmm. and leave them without touching uh, or bringing any change. That's, that's going to be uh, the most tough thing. Yeah. But I've learned to not take it personally. Mm. Is that that we before we came in Tanzania, these people were here already, and right. God saw them. These children, God saw these children before we were here, and God was still, was God before we came here, yes. and we are not we are not able to to reach or to supply all the needs yeah. for each and every child, but our goal is to. Uh, I've learned to let God work for us and help us to do what we can because yeah. you can never give what you don't have. And yeah. what we have is the free gospel that God has given us. This yeah. is to plant the seed of the gospel and believe that when there's a need, uh, God will help us to meet that need. Yeah. So uh, always have to explain these things to the principals and children. Mm -hmm know that it's not don't put your eyes on us put your eyes on god yeah that's really good because i imagine if they see you guys helping and you're always the one showing up that they might confuse that and kind of want to yes. worship you and it's like no it's not exactly. about us about we you. don't want to we don't want to be their source we want to point them right. to jesus and but still being led by the spirit yes. to know mm -hmm. what he needs us to do because you know he wants us to be givers and he wants yeah. our ministry to be givers. And, and so we have to do that. And, we, you know, we're dealing with people, we're dealing with children that are hungry. Yes. We're dealing with children that, you know, they come to school to get their pretty much their only meal for the day. And many times it's only a bowl of beans. You know, that if they get rice, that is a huge blessing. So when we give away bags of rice at Christmas, I mean, we're giving them a pot of rice that they don't, that a lot of them don't have all the time. So we're dealing with, you know, people that are hungry, you know, and, and, and breaking. And we want, mm -hmm. we want to always feel that, but also know that, that it's not our calling to just yeah. meet their physical needs. We have to focus on spiritual first and then obey as the Holy Spirit leads yeah. us. But hey, I want to feed them. I've already told Titus mm -hmm. for a long time, I want to program, I want to feed them babies you know and so um so um <clears throat> keys that that uh, when when we go to this school uh when we teach all the children are sitting you know you can you can uh, almost hear or look at the child and and they tell you those spirits that do you see me do you mm -hmm. hear me am i mother am i variable and mm -hmm. and uh, always breaks my heart because um, uh, that I just want to you 
know, to face everybody. <laughs> it's yeah. so difficult to just see almost after school children, uh, you know, no shoes, uh, their shoes, they like holes, and they, yeah. they, they just look this little, I'm sorry, but little animals, wherever they came from, and just gathered together to do something. And that mm -hmm. is so different. I that situation. Not necessarily that uh, low class, I would say, we're kind of in the middle class. But but uh, I, I grew up in that situation where uh, mm -hmm. when, when I had shoes, it was like, I mean, heaven. Or if when Baba, my dad brought something, something you know, like uh, personal, maybe a pencil or something, it, I mean, it was like, it's an amazing thing. So it will be always, uh, and that's a difficult thing. It's always to teach, teach them. Uh, don't put your eyes on us. We're not God. There's God above us. We all have to bow down to him. So let us put our eyes on him and he will meet your needs. And our lessons and, uh, are teaching them how to pray, teaching them how to have good attitudes teaching them how to work hard and everything we teach them from attitude to character to salvation to resurrect everything we teach them is through bible stories and scripture memory verses and dramas and music and games and everything so every week it's it's planting a truth that they can live by and that's mm. what's going to change their life more than giving them a bag of rice although right. we do want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys teach us any uh words before we go um you said swahili is the, the common language spoken there yeah yeah uh -huh, yeah so let's start with this one um jesus in swahili we say yesu yes and that is yeah that is y-e-s-u yesu yes yeah, and uh, love is upendo. 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 That is U-P-E-N-D-O. Upendo. Okay. Upendo. Upendo. Karibu means welcome. Karibu, welcome. And it's funny because when people come to your house and they they will scream out "Hodi, Hodi," which means pretty much "I'm here." Can will you welcome me in? And oh. you you reply to them "Karibu," that means you're welcome. Welcome, and you can come in. Yeah, you can come in. But you also, when people say to you "Thank you," they also say "Karibu." They say "Welcome." <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Poet respond to respond. Uh, thank you in Swahili is to say Asante. 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 Yeah. Asante. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the language is beautiful and it's pretty yeah. easy to learn because the letters pretty much are the sound the same as the English language, which which helps a little bit. It's not like Chinese or something, mm -hmm. um, but so it's. It's pretty uh, pretty easy to learn, uh, and so uh, it's a blessing. So come and learn it, Keys. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got my passport this year, so. Listen, this is a beautiful nation to come to. You'll never be the same if you come visit. Mm. Amen. <laughs>
So my last question for y'all, I asked every person this season this question and you answer it however you feel, but is love worth it and why or why not? I'll start mm. first. Is love worth it? Why or why not? Ah, love is worth it. Love is worth it. Even if it's a sacrifice, even if, uh, even if you get hurt, love is always worth it. Um, I, because, you know, Jesus is love and he laid down his life and, uh, and we're worth it. <laughs> and so, um, uh, you know, everything that we do, you know, is, is out of his love for us and it makes us love other people. And no matter what we go through, no matter the challenges, no matter that our electricity has been off pretty much for the last seven days, pretty much off and on. Um, those are little things, but love um, is worth whatever it takes, uh, you know, and yes. showing other people love. Is worth yes, it. to me, love is uh, the fruit of the spirit. And uh, the spirit is uh, internally. There's no end to it. And I would, I would say from this perspective, I'm here because love started somewhere and I was born with that love. It's worthy. And uh, I would say that I'm here, part is here because of love. And we see our, our Heavenly Father, he gave his only son. He loved us so much he gave. So from mm. love, we are here. We are, we are ministers. We are, we are children of God because of God's love. And because of our natural love, there's three, I think, three types of love. Or four, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or but, five, I don't know. <laughs> um, worth, love is worthy because um, if me and party, and I will say this, love is not feelings. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't move by emotions. Love is just stand by itself. And and uh, some people think that um, if I don't feel, uh, I don't feel a certain way, love is gone. Love will always be there, but we need to work it out. And I, I'm so happy that me and my wife, we, we worked it out through all the uh, downs and ups, trials and difficulties and disease and sickness and all that things, I thank God we were able to stand and fight. And from it, we saw we saw the fruits. We see the fruits. So now we are here, we are we are holding a baby Noah. Uh, love is worth fight for, and, and it's because of love we are going to schools. I'm telling you, if we don't have love, uh, if we don't see the value of love, and then the decision to have uh, love, then we. Uh, this this world will be uh, in in a very dangerous place to live. Love brings us together in the in the whole world, and, and that's what we I believe that is worthy. We need to fight for it, and we we need to stand for it. And we're so glad that he's, you know that, that God loved us so much. Yeah. And uh, and and it when you're loved by God, man, it makes you wanna other people that love and love other people uh, and he poured his love into us so we can pour it into the world so it's worth it there's it, nothing else matters it's worth it yeah so we encourage other people to stand for love fight 
fight for uh, for love in their family and, and nation. As leaders of the nation, they need to fight for love because from the love, we will see a peace come from it, security and and joy and and uh, the world is gonna be a good place to live because love rules uh, our lives. Amen. Yeah.